The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, hey, hey. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna oh, freeze. Wait. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Points in the Pain podcast, sponsored by Stadium. We got Ben Wittenstein. And of course you have Zach Badger House always in the house. Zach, how you doing? We watched some basketball over the weekend. That was a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, it was. And we're gonna get into that. We are so going to get into that. You so wrong. He's so wrong, folks. It don't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense how you do your boy so dirty. It's Made, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Might have gone against uh, what you said last week, but it was for a good purpose, and that was to win a bet. You know, it, it was for the betterment of my wallet. So I had okay. to do it. Uh huh. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because you did your boy so dirty. Wait till we get down there. <laughs> you can follow the show at Points Paint on Twitter. We are everywhere you get your podcasts. And Zach, we've got our YouTube channels, we've got our Facebook, we got our Instagram. Yes. Go anywhere, go on any social media spot, type in Points in the Paint podcast, and you will find us. You will see our beautiful, shining faces talking basketball whenever you want. And you can talk basketball to us whenever you want if you want to use our voicemail line, 773. 773- Two seven three nine zero eight eight seven seven three two seven three nine zero eight eight. We are getting into the depths of the middle of the NBA season, so I'm sure yes. there's a lot of takes out there that people want to talk about, get off their chest, whatever it may be. Um, but there's definitely a lot to talk about, Zach. Oh yeah, but you know we got that one big thing. That's one thing. One thing. Mm. Other week, big dog. One big thing of the week. Dalit, uh, how about you start this one off this week? What's one? What's your one big thing this week? So my one big thing this week, Ben, is the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. They're looking real human. You know, they look human again. You know, they they look they don't look necessarily vulnerable, but they don't look immoral. You know, they're you know they're not out here killing teams or anything like that. Steph has been struggling a little late. Then he had a little hand injury as well. He's expected to come back as a recording of this podcast against the Detroit Pistons. And what's crazy, Ben, his Point total was only 25 and a half. And so, you know, I know a few people who took the under, but I think that over may be the one that will probably, you know, be hidden. You know, I think he wants to make his mark, Steph Curry, and want to prove to everyone that even without Draymond and his boy, uh, Clay Thompson, returning, that they're going to try to get some momentum in these next few games. Because if not, then there's another team out there in the West that's going to look to hold that number one seed. Yeah, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies. And that's a perfect transition. I see what you did there. Perfect transition <laughs> to my one big thing with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, and it's more of a question to points in the painters, to you. At this point, do you consider the Memphis Grizzlies contenders? Because they've been playing well. They have defensively, really offensively. Well. Confidence is there with Jod. He's all in God's face against the Chicago Bulls, not backing down, averaging over 25 a game right now. He has similar numbers 
as Derrick Rose did his MVP season. And yeah. they've been kind of putting side-by-side videos of those two together. And he does show flashes of Derrick Rose. But I do like what John Moran said about D. Rose and how, you know, there's only going to be one Rose. And I would definitely have to agree with that. We only going to ever get one Derrick Rose, baby. The thing with the Grizzlies, though, they've lost once, once since Christmas. Crazy. They have looked phenomenal and we've talked about them on this podcast week after week because they yep. just continue to look really good and they played on monday and i'm okay to get the bulls team that sure they're shorthanded but they still had DeRozan, they still had vucevic they still had some of their role players play and they looked bad the grizzlies defense looked really good and this is a team that we know offensively can get things done if their defense ramps up like the way that they played without john ja morant this is a dangerous team, Zach. They're third in the West right now. And like you said, they're creeping up on the Golden State Warriors. They're only a game and a half out of second, four and a half games out of first with the Suns. I mean, this is looking like, do I want to say contender? Do I want to say the C word? Are the Grizzlies starting to really look like a contender right now? Well, you know, you got to see what happens as they get further, further down the stretch of their season alongside, even with the Warriors. You know, the Warriors got a three game stretch where they have to kind of take advantage of with the Pistons and the Pacers and the Rockets, all teams who are not contending in the playoffs as of this moment before they start to play more competitive teams like the Utah Jazz and things of that nature. And so, yeah, the Grizzlies, they're super hot right now. Creeping up. Outstanding basketball. And so they better be careful before the Grizzlies mount up and be ahead of the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, you don't want them, though, to make the the classic rookie mistake a lot of teams do make when they see themselves streaking during the regular season. They go all out during the regular season, and then they're worn out by the time the playoffs start. And that's just something you don't want. You hope that they're fully healthy by the time the playoffs start, too. They get, you know, they have Dylan Brooks fully healthy, Desmond Bain, and and, and everyone stay healthy. They've got their boy Steven Adams, too, playing uh, bouncer there on the court. He's pulling up uh, Avery Bradley. Just like he's nothing. This is like a six foot ten guy, and Steven Adams is handling him like he's just like a little child. So Adams has the strength to pull things off. They got the offense with Ja, who's playing at a Derrick Rose like level. Everything is just kind of coming along in the line for the Grizzlies. So listen, you got the Jazz, you got the Warriors, you got the Suns. Those are the teams people talk about out west. People need to watch out for these Grizzlies teams, Zach. They really do because they're dangerous, they're fun, they're exciting, and they are really good. So just watch out. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Now, sir, what are you dunking on for Dunk or Deny, our friendly edition of Buy or Sell? I'm going to dunk on a fully healthy Miami Heat team. I am all in on a fully healthy mm-hmm. Miami Heat team. They're going to they got Bam out of bio back. Jimmy they Butler do. is fully healthy. They just have to make sure the rest of these role players stay healthy. I'm in on them, and and they looked really good to start the season when they were fully healthy. The Kyle Lowry addition looked like a really genius idea and a genius move by the front office, and he came in. He fits seamlessly with that team offensively. That's just kind of the guy that they needed, a little offensive spark here and there. And then they had some injuries. They had a losing streak going. They get back. Everyone's fully healthy. And just before you know it, Zach, the Heat have now won seven of their last ten games. They're in second. They're tied for first with the Bulls in the Eastern Conference, they're fun. They're fun, yeah. man. They're they're one of those teams that grind it out. They can beat you offensively, but they can really just take away your spirit defensively. I, I don't know how I feel about them being serious contenders, but I, I think you can make the case for it, especially now that they're showing off in our second in the Eastern Conference. Well, if you had to put it in a, in a, 
in a way like this, where which one would be a more serious contender, Memphis or Miami? I probably give the nod to Miami because they're out in the East and it'll probably end up being all about matchups. See, Memphis can have a situation where they run into the wrong team out West in the first or maybe second round where they could possibly have a hard time, you know, getting out of that, that series as opposed to Miami with the defense they play. You know, right now they're what fourth in, to- in terms of opponent defense, opponent scoring per game. Yeah. You know, so that's, you know, that's always good for, you know, Eric Spo. He's looking to always keep the defensive scheme, you know, going with that team. He's even thrown out zone lately. I've noticed that with, he has, Eric, yeah. with Eric Spostra. And so, you know, they're kind of in the middle of the pack as it relates to the offensive scoring. But, you know, as long as you get a hard play and Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo doing his job, Kyle Lowry getting everyone involved and Tyler Hero, possibly the sixth man of the year coming off the yeah. bench and lighting it up for him. Man, listen, the Miami Heat could be a, a dangerous team out in the East. Yeah, they're one of those teams, what, they're top 10 in defensive efficiency. They're top five in offensive efficiency. And that is a title contender right there. When you're top 10 in defense, top five in offense, that's a really, really difficult team to beat. And they really do have kind of all the facets of the game figured out with Bam and Jimmy and Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson shooting threes. I mean, they've got... They can beat mm-hmm. you in so many different ways. And then not only can they overwhelm you offensively at times, but you're going to struggle and you're going to get frustrated playing them when they're on defense. So they, they, they just continue to build off their success that they had in the bubble. And now we're seeing them really build off of that in 2022. Yes. It's just, again, I talked about the Grizzlies. I wanted to talk about the Heat now. That's just another team just to keep your eye on, to see how they move throughout the, the second half of the season and to kind of see what they do down the stretch. Because if they do consider themselves real contenders, they don't want to have that issue they had in the finals in 2020 where they were just completely outmatched by that Lakers team and they really didn't have any answers and they were overpowered. This version of the Miami Heat, I don't know if you're going to be able to overpower him in a seven game okay. series. Yeah, PJ Tucker, the bully man. <laughs> yeah. He's such a, he just kind of floats around. He ends up on these contending teams and he's such a crucial piece. And we saw him do it on the Houston Rockets when they were really good as, as the Houston Rockets. So mm-hmm. he somehow just finds himself with these teams who end up Milwaukee being Milwaukee Bucks too. Yeah. And the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. So it's wherever PJ Tucker goes, apparently success follows for whatever that is worth. Uh, what are you dunking on? And it's one guy. Oh, yeah. Evan Mobley, rookie of the year front runner, man. I got to give it to him. You know, I, I don't think we picked him early on in the beginning of the season. But right no. now, man, Evan Mobley has played lights out. And the key part about, you know, Evan Mobley is, you know, it's not about the fact that, okay, he has the numbers, but his team is also successful. You know what I mean? He's a key reason for that. He's in the starting lineup, 15 points a game, eight yeah. boards, almost two blocks. Like, he is a stud, and he can guard all, practically every position on the floor because he's seven feet, he's long, and he's agile, being. Like, he can yeah. do so much, so much. Like, he's just a very versatile, like, unicorn-type big that he'll, he'll be able to give him some time. He'll be able to stretch the floor out even more on the offensive end, on the offensive side of the ball, get some weight on him. Man, listen, I'm liking the future all-defensive player. In the next few years, I think he's yeah. going to definitely be all-defensive. I like Evan Mobley and how he's been able to handle his first year in the Cleveland Cavaliers uniform. I got to say, I, I don't know how any Cavs fan can't be excited about this Cavaliers team. They are mm-hmm. they're fun, too, man. They're like, they have fun players. They're good. They have fun players. They're all young. The future is incredible, at least for the next five years. And you, you hope that Colin Sexton comes back and he's fully healthy. Darius Garland has done a great job 
kind of stepping into holding his it life. in. Yeah. Got Mobley playing really well. Jarrett Allen, who says he loves Cleveland, and he's like, <laughs> like how do you get a guy to say they love Cleveland? If, if someone says Brooklyn. that, and he just left Brooklyn. Yeah, he goes from Brooklyn to Cleveland, and he's like. Yeah, Cleveland's Cleveland's better. I like Cleveland. You got a lot. You got to give him a fifteen-year contract. You never let that guy leave. You never let a guy who loves Cleveland leave Cleveland. Um, so they just have everything set up for him. And the funny thing is, looking back on our rookie of the year predictions, we both said Jalen Green, yeah. and you you threw in James Booknight in there as well, which is looking he back. He didn't get in the rotation, man. He don't even <laughs> get in the rotation, which is crazy because he's kind of a, he's kind of a good basketball player. He just don't crack the rotation with Rozier and Lamelo. You know, Ish Smith is over there too. I forgot. So yeah, it's kind of hard to crack that rotation with all those guards for for Booknight. And Mobley though, he's cracked the rotation. He's played a ton of minutes. Not only that, he's been crucial to their success. And a big reason why they're so good against the spread, a big reason why they're so good at winning games, they've just it, – it's all been successful. They have the right personnel. They're a fun team. Shout out J.B. Bickerstaff, man. Shout out to him. Say it His again. coaching style has been great. Mm-hmm. See it. Three bigs out there, three seven-footers. Look, remember when we first went – I'm going to say it again. When we, were, first, we were pooping on him. Yeah, when they first threw that lineup out there, we was not. We weren't sure if it was actually going to work. It's working. They have the second-best de- uh, road defensive rating right now in the season. It's really great, man. I'm happy for the Cavs. I'm definitely happy for J.B. Bickerstaff. What a good guy. All right, I'm going to deny – I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to protect my man. I'm going to protect my my large adult son here. I'm <laughs> I'm denying the Nikola Jokic haters because mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know if there's a lot of Jokic haters out there. He's an easy guy to hate. He's he'll get into fights with guys, but the officials certainly don't like him. There is okay. there is a call disparity between calls that the Nuggets and Jokic get and then his opponents. Like it's a pretty significant disparity. At least in the past few games. Ever paid attention to that? Yeah, and they've been talking about it. Jokic has come out and said, "I don't even talk to the officials anymore because I just get a technical." But he should be talking because the Nuggets aren't getting these calls. Jokic isn't getting these calls. Excuse me, excuse me. He's a he's an MVP. He's a former okay, MVP. Talk to him. <laughs> he needs to be respected. He needs to be respected like he's a former MVP. And I don't think he's getting that respect, especially since he is putting these Nuggets on his back. They got no Jamal Murray. They got no Michael Porter Jr. Man. Jermichael Green's been in and out of the lineup. It's been Jokic. He's been the reason that they win these games, and he still gets no respect. And it's just it's disheartening because he is such a man. He is such a big, poofy man, and I love him. And I think he should get a lot more respect from the NBA officials, from NBA fans. <laughs> he should be in the MVP conversation. He's playing almost better than he was playing last season. So I, I don't understand <laughs> – all of this weird anti-Jokic things are not mentioning in him in MVP conversations. Give the man some respect, Zach. I think I mean in the articles he's 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 on he's on the list. You know he's he's around the fifth fifth or fourth uh, selection, but he does have the numbers. I he leads the our, league in efficiency. Per thirty two. I saw our good friend, our good friend Sam Quinn. He, mm-hmm. he said that that would be his pick. For MVP as of today, I saw him Let's tweet get him on the that pod. out. I saw him tweet that out, and so yeah, you know, yeah, Jokic is definitely playing well. Triple double here and there, over twenty points a game. Obviously, a double double, almost triple double machine. Even given night, he's the reason the different Nuggets are in these ball games time and time <laughs> again. Uncle Jeff, he's he's only gonna do so much because he's really out <laughs> he there will. playing like an uncle sometimes. He shows his flashes. Then you got Aaron Gordon. You know, he's a little inconsistent, but you kind of want more offense from him from a consistent standpoint. You know, you got man, man. Monte Morris, he's out there doing what he can too, coming off.
off the bench or even in that starting role that he gets sometimes. They should have used Bobo. They put him on the block, on the trading block or whatever. But they, did, they, yeah. they really should have tried to use him, utilize him as much as they could with uh Murray being out and MPJ because he's an effective player whenever he gets minutes. Whenever Bobo gets minutes, he is productive. And it looks amazing when he's out there. The tallest man in the universe, Bull Bull. So I, I just needed to get that out there, needed to get that off my chest. You're denying a team. Yes, I am. And they are coming off a win, despite me denying them. They are. And that's the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, they've played so bad, it's not even funny. They've lost, what, 20 out of the last 34 games since Trey Young said the regular season was boring. That's a lot of games to be losing. And they're three and seven in their last ten. They're they're not doing very well at home either, Ben. They are nine and eleven at the crib. And that's tough. You know, and they're seven and ten after they come off a win. So even if they win a game, they're more than likely are gonna lose the next one. So you know what I'm saying? The Atlanta Hawks are not doing very well right now. Trey Young, he's balling. Uh, John Collins, he's came out, he's a little upset with his role, but I just think he needs to play harder. If you ask me, I think the 19 points, nine rebounds should be elevated. And I don't even think he has those same numbers he had from last year. You know, I think his rebounds have dropped. He's not down there any as much. He's more out on the perimeter. That may have something to do with the way the offense is being handled. But I know one thing, defensively, they have to get it together, especially without Clint Capella. They did a good job on my main man, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the other night. But for the most part, the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks have to do a better job defensively, and they got to lock in even after wins coming out of halftime. They got to do a better job remaining focused. I had the Bucks minus five in that game. I, had so I wasn't very up. happy. I wasn't and happy either. I <laughs> was not happy with the Atlanta Hawks just suddenly becoming good for no reason whatsoever. But they have been really bad, and that's one of the reasons I bet the Milwaukee Bucks was because the Hawks have been so bad lately, and they somehow turned it on. But it's it's definitely weird, and they're a team where you look at them on paper and you go through the list of guys and the names and the talent that they have should be better. They really should be better than they are playing right now. And if Trey Young thinks the regular season's boring, that's fine. But apparently he's bored the rest of his teammates or something because they're not playing well. Hey. The Hawks are not Hawks are not even in the playing game situation. Yeah, they're twelve. It's disgusting. And and they're like significantly in twelve. They're four games behind just the tenth spot. So, you know, they're gonna have to start to pick something up or their Trey Young's gonna just gonna be bored at home during the playoffs. Yeah, they're on track to go like thirty seven and forty whatever. Forty five. <laughs> yeah. Pretty gross. <laughs> All right, let's go to things we want to see this week. Lots of things we want to see this week. And number one, Zach, and this is from a report from The Athletic, I believe. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see – I never want to see a guy lose their job, but I think Frank Vogel would be okay if he loses his job. He will find another one. But seeing him get fired would be very interesting. And I told you this while we were in the office at work. Any drama surrounding the Lakers – I am very pro. I, I want to see as much drama just en- <laughs> engulf the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm like that gif of the guy that pops out the little beach seat and sits on the ground and just kind of pulls out a bag of popcorn and watches it all just destruct. Because the the, the Lakers are hilarious. They've got so many issues. Russell Westbrook dunking on Rudy Gobert is not going to get rid of your issues, Russ. I'm sorry, it's not going to get rid of the nice Lakers' issues. It was a, nice it was a gorgeous dunk, and it was on Rudy Gobert, so it was even funnier that that yeah. happened on him. No, I like Rudy. <laughs> he was complaining about defense like days before. But it's they've got issues, 
and a band-aid of firing Frank Vogel, who probably doesn't even deserve to get fired, it isn't going to change anything. It's not going to change Anthony Davis playing poorly. It's not going to change the fact that you have Russell Westbrook on your team. It's not going to change the fact that you have Taylor Horton Tucker and you kept him instead of having Alex Caruso. It's not going to change the fact that you don't have any shooting. There's so many issues with this Lakers team. Frank Vogel is not the main one. And so it's just going to be funny to see them fire him, make a big deal out of a new coaching change. And then what's going to happen, Zach? Nothing. It's going to stay the exact same for the Lakers. They're still going to lose games. Russell Westbrook's still going to be insane. He's going to be bad. He's going to turn the ball over. LeBron's going to have to put the team on his back. And it's just going to be a new coach. Meet the old boss, same as the new boss. It's the same exact thing with this Lakers team. And I'm very excited to see all that happen. They're going to get a new coach and run off like eight straight. Watch. Don't even trip. Brian going to go straight. How? Brian going to go straight, okay, this is what we were supposed to be doing. And he's going to go out here and win eight games in a row. They're going to be eight games above 500 because right now they're only at 500 sitting at the seventh spot. They're in the play-in scenario. Oh, my gosh. I'm so tired of the Los Angeles Lakers. They do need a new direction, though. And maybe that might have to be the case with, with Frank Vogel. He may have to go in a different direction. You've seen what Magic Johnson said. You know what I'm saying? Jeannie Bush, you deserve better. And that might have been a shot at Rob Palenka, but, you know, who knows? It's an interesting setup, and and I don't – changing Frank Vogel is not going to change anything. I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to hire from outside midseason or if you're going to promote an assistant, whatever you're going to do. Whatever it is, it's not going to help, Zach. I'm sorry. You, there needs to be a major change for the Lakers other than just firing Frank Vogel, who – he's fine. He's a fine coach. I don't think the players disliked him. I don't know. I, I don't think it's the right move for the Lakers to do. What do you want to see this week, though? Oh, man, what I want to see this week is the hot play from the Phoenix Suns continue to take place. Yeah. Because right now, they're 8-2 in their last 10. They've won four in a row. Devin Booker coming off a very nice performance that we are going to get to. Don't even trip, people. But then the Phoenix Suns, you know, they have a schedule where they play the Mavs. They play the Pacers, I believe, and Utah twice. I want to make sure they're able to take care of those teams. Maybe not win all those games, but at least three of the four. You know what I mean? And so if they're able to do that, that'll put them in a nice lead over the Golden State Warriors, who do have that little stretch right now as well. Now, they're currently first in the West, right? The Phoenix Suns, they're first in the West, and they're three games above the Golden State Warriors. And so if they can, if they're able to just elevate and keep those games going, they'll be in a good spot because even the Memphis Grizzlies, the team you talked about earlier, they're four and a half and they're kind of trying to creep too above yeah. not only, not only the Warriors, but maybe even a shot at the Phoenix Suns with the way that they're playing. So you just have to just wait and see and what transpires with them, the Suns. They're fun. They're they're another fun team, and I would not be opposed to another Bucks Suns NBA Finals. That was a really fun series with a lot of really good players and a lot of high high talented basketball. So I'm I'm in for another Suns Bucks NBA Finals. To be quite <laughs> honest, I'm fine with that. Round two, stat of the week. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> What's our stat of the week this week, Zach? Well, you know, I just talked about. Devin Booker and how he yeah. went off, right? Let me tell you how many points he had. 48. That's the start Ooh. of the week, folks. 48 Ooh. points. He nearly had the 50 ball. Man, and they needed every bucket, too, because that game was kind of tight. And I think the under hit, too, in that game as well. And 48 points. Man, listen, let me tell you. He was shooting from 
you name it, anywhere. It didn't even matter. The mid-range, he was working the midi. You know he loves that mid-range game. He does. Shooting the three ball when he could. And what was most importantly, he had zero turnovers in that game. So no turnovers, just all buckets. You know, he didn't, do, didn't do anything too out of the ordinary, nothing too crazy. You know, just a solid 48-5. And he even had over five dimes, six assists. So he was even getting guys involved a little bit. And they took care of the San Antonio Spurs, 121-107, man. What a night. What a night for DB on MLK Day. On MLK Day. And honestly, it was um, it was pretty efficient shooting. 48 points on 33 shots. It's pretty good. That's efficiency right there. He's he's just a guy. He's so much fun to watch. He had th- what did you say? Thirty before that. He had thirty five in the game before that. He's been cooking. He's been cooking. Yeah, he's been playing well from three. It's been okay. But other than that, it's the mid range. That that's his shot. He's he's got a sharp mid range and forty eight points. He uses it to his advantage. Game of the week, Zach. It's time to talk about your game of the week because you're gonna bring this up, and I'm not ashamed that I faded uh- you. Last weekend on a Friday, what did what, what did you say? You said the uh, the Grizzlies, right? Was it the Grizzlies? The Grizzlies over the Dallas Mavericks. You know how you made your couple dollars. Don't even be you like did. that. Don't and even then what did that. I say? It was like it was like five <laughs> minutes before the game started. I hit that Dallas money line. <laughs> Folks, let me tell y'all. We we sitting at the restaurant. I'm telling everybody, you know, in the restaurant, yeah, you know, we take your Memphis Grizzlies because that's the money line player of the week presented by Points in the Pain podcast. Then boy decides to just, <laughs> oh, okay, let me go ahead and grab Luca and these. He just couldn't, he couldn't avoid Luca. He just could not, he just could not let Luca just lose. I feel like if you would have took the Memphis Grizzlies, they would have won. We would have had two. Instead of split hairs, and then, you know, the Dallas Mavericks wouldn't have took care of business the way they did last week. But that's okay. That's yeah. okay. All right. So what are you taking this week? Because we doubling right back. The Phoenix Suns, <laughs> I want them to keep it rolling. This Thursday, Love it. the Phoenix Suns will be taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Led You're by fading Luka the Mavs. Yeah, and I'm fading the Mavs again. Since you, and I was looking for a Mavs game, too. I specifically <laughs> looked for a Mavericks game. That I can fade them with. And I'm uh, choosing the Phoenix Suns over the Dallas Mavericks this Thursday night. Should be a good one. Should be a very good game because the Mavericks are playing well as of late. They are. But I want to see the Phoenix Suns take care of business. And hopefully DeAndre Aiden returns to the lineup as well. Yeah. Listen, if Aiden's back, love that bet even more. I like it now. If Aiden's back, I love it even more because the Suns have done a good job without him. They struggled at first when he was gone. Yeah. Now they kind of found their bearings. He gets back. Ooh. Ooh, watch out. Yeah, imagine out. trouble. We, yeah. That's <laughs> then I'd like to see like a Miami Heat Phoenix Suns final or Miami. I think that would be a lot of fun too. Those are two really hard nosed defensive teams at that point. All right. I'll go with that, Zach. I'll 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 ride with the yeah, Suns. We'll, yeah, there. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'm six and four as of right now. So hopefully we're yeah, back you're still positive. Above 500 at seven and four. Hopefully next week we we got something good, and hopefully you don't jinx the bet this time. But we Fair enough. See. Fair enough. <laughs> and that concludes this edition of Points in the Paint podcast, presented by Stadium, the number one NBA podcast at Stadium as well. Make sure you follow Zach and Ben on their respective social handles. Of course, follow Twitter at Points Paint, Facebook. Instagram, wherever 
you get all your socials, make sure you follow at Points Paint to catch up on all the videos, all the clips, even see all your best segments. You can see our faces even on Instagram and on YouTube. Just subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow Shams for all your news around the association and watch Inside the Association with Shams and my main man, Cam Smith. They come out every Wednesday. Nate Jacobson and your man's right here, Ben Wittenstein. They got the bets for you every week with sharp lessons. And tape don't lie for all things football with Michael Felder. And you will hear from us on Points in the Pain podcast next week. <laughs>